host back in the jail, the boss man show live from State Farm Arena today for the Hawks home opener. We got Kevin Dyson, former Tennessee Titans wide receiver and Titans talk back host, talking Titans with him today on the boss man show. Kevin, how things up there in Nashville, man? It's good, man. Got that, that glorified fall weather, make you want to be outside golfing or something for an old retired dude, but. <laughs> Man, everything's going well. I uh, hear that, man. Well, I want to talk to you about the Titans, man. Uh, come from London, three and four, heading to their bye week. Uh, before the year started, did you think this would be what the Titans were, three, three, three and four this time of year, with a chance to make a run, take half of the, half of the, half of the year with these home games coming up? Did, did they have a lot of them coming up here? Did you think that the Titans can make a run with the division kind of being four and three with, with Houston, three and four with Jacksonville and themselves? They can still have a chance to get, make the playoffs here. Uh, you know, I kind of figured this year they'd be right there in the middle at seven and nine, eight and eight. Um, you know, after they were seemingly on the uh, upward trend as far as wins and getting a playoff victory for Malarkey, you change regimes, you change coaching philosophies. Maybe not so much on the defense side of the ball, but still, it's a different personality. Calling the the defense, you call a new offense. Uh, head coach obviously has a different, more aggressive style of personality. There's going to be periods of regression, and uh, so you figure with that. The 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 anomaly is the St. Louis or St. Louis Rams. Here I am, date date myself, but the L.A. Rams is you know that's McVay. What they've been able to do in his two years is not the norm, um, but that may show you how close they were to being really good before Jeff Fisher left. So, um, with that being said, you know they got a tough stretch. You look at their schedule part of the season. I was kind of predicting the 7-9, 8-8 type year anyway. Um, and the way the schedule's mapped out, it's kind of playing that, playing itself to that. I'm uh, glad to steal a couple wins versus some quality opponents. And from there, you can't lose the games you're supposed to win, uh, like the Buffalo Bills type game. And, you know, I think the way this division is lining up, they give themselves a, a good opportunity to win the division. Now, Kevin, this is my big thing. I'm trying to tell some Titan fans that, hey, S-A-J-R, what about the receivers? To me, Kevin, you might not disagree with this, but Delaney Walker, to me, was a Titan was Titan number one receiver. He was the number one receiver. It was Delaney Walker. He's out. Mm-hmm. The middle of the field is now, they put two on him, they break him in the in-and-out coverage. It gives Tyler Sharp single coverage on the outside, or, or Davis, or Tywan Taylor, or Deion Lewis run option routes. Without Delaney Walker, it's all condensed. The guys are like, all oh, getting setting separation on the outside there, so... Marcus look, looks bad, and LaFleur can only call plays with what the talent and personnel he has. If the guys are getting separation off the field because the man who attracts the most attention is gone, so cause everybody else to, to regress out there in the field as well, Kevin. Well, I, I think Mariota is um, exponentially better throwing in between the ashes. I think he does better throwing the balls inside his vision. He hasn't shown to be an elite passer outside the numbers. Um, the deep ball, he hasn't completed a whole lot of deep balls outside the numbers, whether it be go routes or comebacks, uh, things of that nature. He, he does very well with crossers across the space, uh, many skinny posts and things of that nature. And typically those are tight end type routes. And so I think that's kind of the assumption because Delaney was the guy running a lot of those option and option type routes, those inside routes where you have to you know, where the ball, basically the receiver's crossing your face. And I think that's been Mariota's strength. Now, he has people question his arm strength, and that, to me, equates being able to get the ball outside the numbers, throwing vertical passes outside. He hasn't completed a lot of those uh, so far in his career. 
so yeah, I think they definitely missed Delaney. In the NFL in itself, the tight end position it started with guys like I played with with Frank Whitechick and and Sharp and Tony Gonzalez and and guys like that. They became stretch the field tight ends as opposed to just chain movers and, and, and Antonio Gates and, and guys. And so you've got guys like Delaney Walker now that, and Kelsey and, and Ertz and guys that are able to stretch the defense out and curate matchup problems for linebackers and safeties. And you definitely miss a guy like that. But I think more so, even though that is part of Delaney's strength, I think it also caters to Mariota's strength. And that, that to me, in essence, is why there's been so much of a drop-off in maybe not necessarily his play, just some of that completion percentage and maybe some of the explosive plays we've seen. Now, Kevin, as a receiver, what should the receivers do to catch the ball better? I, I mean, I feel like Sunday I saw some some drops that could have helped Mariota out, and I feel like the receivers are letting him down. And I also feel like letting Rashard Matthews go now looks like, like a bad decision in hindsight now because he, he he can catch the ball, he can move the chains, and he can help that offense keep keep us down the field there, keep defense off the field a little bit there. Well, drops are going to happen, man. That, that's part of the NFL. But I think um, – when you have the drops is the key. I mean, from what we've seen, they, yeah, they have drops in critical moments, um, critical third down to win the game against Buffalo. Those those are the drops, and that's that's why people tend to think there's a lot of drops. But you look statistically, they're not dropping the ball any more than anybody else. But they're dropping the ball. They have had drops in critical moments um, at, at some point in the game, or to win the game, or to move the chains. And so that to me is what it is. It's, drops are going to happen. That's part of the NFL. That's part of football. Yeah, that's part of pop order football. You know, it's just drops are going to happen. Everybody was hundred percent. Everybody playing National Football League. So, uh, I, I just think they got to lapse in concentration. Uh, maybe there's a, you know, sometimes you over try. I don't know how other way to say that. Where, you know, you want to make that play so much that you kind of tighten up, tense up right when the ball gets there. Just lapse in concentration at times. I mean, I've. I've done it. I mean, I'm sure Jerry Rice has done it. Randy Moss, some of the best to ever do it. Play the game, play the position, and had drops. Julio Jones drops the ball. People kind of got to knock on him by dropping balls and having concentration laps. And to me, he's the best receiver in the game. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, so I, I just think when you have the drops, you got to elevate your concentration level at critical moments in the game. And uh, that that seems to be my my concern from receiver to receiver is, you know, you like to believe when he, when the game is on the line, chips are down, I'm going to be the one to make the play, and that's not happening right now. Now, Kevin, I want to ask about Julio Jones while we're at it. A lot of the fans here in Atlanta are complaining about how he does not have any touchdowns. He's getting leading the league almost in catches but no touchdowns. This is my thing. Julio on the field attracts attention. He opens up for, for Sanu, opens up for Justin Hardy, Calvin Ridley, Austin Hooper, our tight end, Tevin Coleman in the running game. Now, we're running the ball that well, but Julio Jones on the field and him being out there attracts attention. He might be scoring touchdowns in the end zone, but in the red zone, he's getting attention and getting those guys one-on-one opportunities on the outside and the inside as well. Mm-hmm. So they should understand that, hey, while he's not scoring the end, end result of a touchdown, he's helping get other guys open who are scoring touchdowns. Yeah, exactly. And, and then when I hear that, people act like them touchdowns come easy. 
act like the touchdown just happened every other snap. And then and people watch films like like you said, man. People understand he is the man. You got to make sure you account for him. And then if I'm a defense coordinator, he is not beating me. You know what I mean? And, and, exactly. And again, we're, we're acting like people are acting like fans, and they all of us are acting like touchdowns are just easy. Yeah, I know sometimes you have those years where you have 12, 13 touchdowns a year or whatever, but touchdowns don't come just, just come like that easy. Now, he might have a game, he might have three, and then he might not have one for four games, and he might have another game he has two. It's just a matter of getting the opportunities. Um, they'll, they'll start coming and making those plays. And and he's a guy from consistently throughout the year that he'll come, and he's not panicked. He knows he's going to have his opportunities, and, you know, we just think we're just not used to him – um, him having a low like this, a, a down, a down period like this where he hasn't scored yet. You know, that's what I love about the fans, Kevin. I try my best not to like, you know, hey. It's bigger than what you. It's more to it than what you're saying as a fan. Watch the All Twenty Two and see what he what he does. Attracting coverage, whether it be double coverage, triple coverage, sometimes. And look who's open. It's one on one matchups. It's just simple matchups and numbers. Julio on the field yeah. means that Ridley's going to score. Snoo's going to eat. Hooper's going to eat. But I wish it would help us in our in our running game. But our outside zone, inside zone running game is not good right now, but Matt Ryan's playing out of his mind right now. We're lucky. We're, we're lucky. We're three and four. We're lucky. We're, we're lucky to have Matt Ryan to be three and four because we could be one and six like the Giants if we went other way here or there without having Matt Ryan on that field for us. <laughs> well, you're exactly right. And, you know, having having my man hurt right now doesn't help the running game exactly. Um, but, uh, you know, I think Matt Ryan is on the verge of crossing over to elite status when you talk about elite quarterbacks in, this, in the National Football League. You know, obviously you put Tom Brady at the head of the class until he retires. Aaron Rodgers might be the best in the game right now. Um, Drew Brees is obviously, if he's not if he's not number one, he's two, three type of guy. Um, you know, those are probably the elite guys. And then you got guys like Philip Rivers and, and, Matty, and Matty Ice who are just right there in Roethlisberger in that conversation of elite status type quarterbacks. And, and um and you got to put him up in that conversation. Um, and obviously, if he won the Super Bowl uh, a few years back, he probably would get that nod and put up there in those conversations a lot, lot more definite. But you know, this is showing his his ability, his command of the offense, offensive line protection, throwing the football. He just turned into a complete quarterback. That's what I got for you, Kevin. Is this now? I know you're probably going to get the Georgia Dome is gone because of what happened with the Super Bowl there in, in 2000. And I, do you, when you come to Atlanta, do you ever feel like, wow, I should have had a, had a ring here? Does it ever cross your mind when you come here, or is it good, or are you kind of over it now? <laughs> well, I come there every year. I play in the Warwick Zone Celebrity Classic uh, every year. And this year we actually um, had our, we actually had our uh, dinner, or like the fundraiser banquet dinner at, at the stadium, and that was the first time I had been at the new stadium, and I, you know, just being around football, being in Atlanta, it was kind of, it kind of nostalgic, man. It was, it was just kind of, you know, like ah, man, reminiscent, uh, you know, of the time eighteen, eighteen years prior, before, and and uh, that moment, going back to that moment, but you know, Atlanta's always been good. It's a good city, man. It's close to here. Uh, got some good people out there, man. Uh, man, it's just a city that I love to visit without without question. And, 
Yeah, man. It, it, but it's also going to be somewhere special for me that I'll never be able to skate there until I come there. I'll be able to think about that Super Bowl. And I'm going to date myself. I was there watching you play with my mom and dad. So I'm going to date myself. I was there with them. I'm, I'm, I'm thir- 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 31 years old now. So that's like 18 years ago. I'm 13 then. So I'm dating myself yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, I was say, you date me, not yourself. You date me. I appreciate you. <laughs> me too, Dice. I didn't mean to, man. But I was, I was there. I was cheering for you, man. I was supporting you guys. But yeah, I was like, well, man, I want him to win. <laughs> yeah, because I don't know if you remember. Now, I, I think I met you when I was actually uh, younger at Titan Training Camp with TSU back in the day when you all first oh, came oh up there. Because uh, my mom has a house up there still. So I was spending summers with okay. my mom. So I was at training camp. I met Chris Sanders, Jeff, and all those guys. All y'all, I was over at TSU doing training camp over there back when y'all first got to the town there. So I, I, I the Titans are my, are big, big in my history for sure. Even though I'm living down in Atlanta, I've always been a Titan fan as well. Oh, man. Well, we appreciate it, brother, because I do remember that time. That was my rookie year, man, 20 years ago. So, yeah, man, that was a good time. I, I, that was kind of my my introduction to Nashville, and, man, I had a had a good time at this year. I kind of missed it playing down there, having practices down there in the bowl or the, whatever they call it. The hole. Lions in, pit, whatever, man. I had a good time down there. Yes, indeed. Well, hey, Kevin, like, good to get a catch on the show. I'm going to do this game with you real soon, man. Hope to see you when I'm coming up for the Patriots game up there in November. Hope I see you and Coach Mack and Mickey and all the guys up there. Y'all do a great job on, T- on Titans Radio, giving the fans great coverage of the Tennessee Titans up there in Nashville, man. Yeah, no doubt. Just holler at me, man. You know, we do our show yeah, each game about two hours before, about an hour after, man. And the home games, we're sitting right outside the South End Zone. It's the Titan Fun Zone, and everybody just has a good time. Yes, indeed. With Kevin, thanks to God, man. Have a great day. Talk to you real soon, brother. All right, brother. Have a good one, man. You too, now. Grab a hold of big breakfast flavor at Hardee's. Try two breakfast sliders for just $2.99. Get Applewood smoked bacon or freshly grilled sausage with fluffy eggs and golden melty cheese all on a toasty little bun. Good morning. Start at Hardee's. Available now for a limited time at participating restaurants. Tax not included. All right, folks. Back on the Boss Man Show. Time to go to Memphis, Tennessee. While I was just there last weekend, had a great time while I was in Memphis. That's my man. J.C. Smith, J.C., what's good? We're going to see you this weekend in, in, the, in the city of the Memphis, bro, your hometown up there. What's, what's good with you, my bro? The boss. What's going on, man? Man, no much, bro. Man, no much, bro. Just getting ready for Hawks, Bulls later tonight. Game two, safe, safe for Marina, the new arena for the Hawks. We got it redone. Still same results, though. A lot of losses for the Hawks, bro. <laughs> nah, yeah, yeah. But it's going to get better. It's going to get better eventually, though, man. We hope. <laughs> we hope. <laughs> that one can only hope. <laughs> yes, indeed. Well, bruh, while I was traveling back from Memphis on Saturday evening, last Saturday evening, I missed the Ray John Rondo and Chris Paul fight. I saw the videos, bruh, and the slow-mo with Rondo, something came out of his mouth towards Chris Paul. And, bruh, I know you like me, but dude spit on you, it's over. You don't fire me, fire on me, but you ain't gonna spit on me anyway. Oh, that's like the lowest of the low. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, yeah, yeah. react. Rondo, lucky yeah, is for a finger in your face. You could have got rid of them yeah. hands. Yeah, yeah, man. Like I don't know if it was actually. I mean, only only Rondo knows it's true intent. But some, but some spittle did fly out of his mouth and uh, hit Chris Paul there. So. 
Chris Paul's uh, reaction was definitely warranted, you know. And then, um, you know, every every reaction has an equal and positive reaction. Every, you know what I'm saying? Every action has an equal and positive reaction. So, um, you know, it, it is what it is. My fault, I think fault with lies, though, and all of this is with Brandon Ingram. He was the, the one that started all this. And then I don't know what he was doing, trying to jump in and, and throw a punch or whatever. Like, the whole thing was just, you know, kind of crazy because you've never seen – Brandon Ingram react like that in any situation, man. So I think he just kind of lost his, lost his mind for a quick second. But uh, we know the Rondo and um, Chris Paul feud going going back for years, though. Exactly, and you, we already know that you know Rondo thinks he's better than Chris Paul because he got a ring and he called him a bad teammate and Big Baby jumped in too, like for real, Big Baby. Yeah, you jumped in. For real, <laughs> right? Like right. Uh, uh, you know, big baby of all people, right? Who Kevin Garnett made made you cry after you are right. a big baby? Wow, wow, wow! You a big baby? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Like now, now I'm not I'm not the biggest Chris Paul fan. You know what I'm saying? I know behind the scenes he could be a butthole, but yes, he regardless, can. man. You know. Uh, you know, you hope that, you know, one day them brothers can work it out, man, between them. But, you know, it's, and, and sometimes you just go through life just not liking people. You know what I'm saying? You just may not like a particular person no matter what. And I think that's maybe the situation with uh, with Paul and Rondo. Yes, indeed. Yeah, and suspensions. Four games, three games, and two games. The NBA getting lighter, ain't they? David Stern, David, it was Stern. They would have had 20 games with Stern. Exactly, exactly. But you know what? I in a weird way, I think this is actually good. It's actually good for the NBA because, you know, how lighthearted all the guys are. Everybody's so buddy-buddy now. You needed this. I think you needed this, you know, once. You don't want to see it often, but you needed one good fight between two guys who don't like each other, you know. And it kind of brought back the old the old NBA for, what, for, you know, for a quick minute, man. Yes, indeed. And the memes are flying off of this fight. I enjoy seeing them on social media. It was real nice, but Ray John Rondo, I never liked the guy. I find Chris Paul to be more approachable and talk to. I never liked Rondo. He's a know-it-all. He's weird. He's a loser to me. And he's not that good. And he can't shoot. So there you go. I like Rondo. I, I, yeah, I've never, I've never had an issue with Rondo or Paul as far as talking to him. But I, I understand where you're coming from when you say that, though. It reminds me of Larry Drew. Can't stand it. I love Mike Woodson. Terry Stotts. <laughs> I love them people. Don't like yeah, Larry man. Drew. Not my guy. Yeah. Not my guy there. Now, I hear you, man. <laughs> speaking of some some other fights, um, Eric Reed Sunday <laughs> went up to Malcolm Jenkins, the sellout, doing the coin toss, let him know about him tap dancing and co-opting Kyle Kaepernick's protest and get his own group funded. And I see a lot of these tap dancers, Stephen A., Whitlock, Harvey, Barkley, the typicals, saying he shouldn't have done that black-on-black crime and blah, 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 blah. Bro, for years, we allowed this rich people, okay? We ain't got to see how that always, but come on. You co-opted this man's protest. You got it funded. Because we ain't do the math on it. It's $2.8 million per, per team that he got 
funded for his plus coalition. Whoop de doo. That's dropping the buck for his right. office. Come on, man. You knew and he notice how we got the deal? He put raising his fist. They don't protest protest yeah. at all anymore. So yeah. Eric Reed's right. You saw the protest. You got your money for your coalition and you you left the fight. Yeah, you know, uh, to a uh, degree, I I see Eric Reed's point, and and on the other end, I think I think he, he I think Malcolm Jenkins meant well. I I do believe his true intentions were to you know support support the, uh, what Colin was doing and and bring attention to you know uh, you know the things that were going on in our communities. But at the end of the day, money talks. You know what I'm saying? Money talks, man, and. I think, you know, he just, you know, uh, had a moment there and, and he took the money. You know, he chose, he chose the money over righteousness. You know what I'm saying? And in his mind, he's thinking, I can do I can do good things with this money. But at the same time, yeah, it, it was kind of a sellout move, though. So, you know, I understand where Eddie Reed was coming from, man. But then again, like, I think it, 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 was, it had good intentions behind it to begin with. But then, at the end of the day, you can't look at it because you took the dollars over, you know, over the call. So, you know, I, I can see both sides. Really. Well, the biggest problem about it was NFL wanted either to be Anquan Bowen or Matt Malcolm Jenkins to be the face of the movement. He went, right. He kept Colin right. Kaepernick out of the talks. And he was talking right. to Vincent behind the other players' backs. Right. So, his moves looking real shady and kind of where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah. So, and like, it's, a, it's a true to it. It's definitely true to it, man. And so, well, I called him something to his face when I was in Philadelphia with the Falcons. And you know what I called him. It's a word I like to use around with a, with a, with a boon. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was wow. talking to his face on the field. I screamed oh, wow. at him. I didn't kill him. You know me, bro. He say something. He react. He look. He look bad. He say something. He he looked at me like, "Are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. Yeah. <laughs> I'm calling you oh, what wow. you are." <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> I right, look. I have no shame in calling somebody what they are. No shame. <laughs> yeah, you are. So, Dak Prescott, the number eighteen in Atlanta. You're next, sir. Zeke Elliott, you're next. <laughs> on the come on down on the get called or you know what trade. <laughs> <laughs> You're this contestant on the call you what you are trade. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> and speaking crazy, of the Cowboys, man. November 18th, JC, Amari Cooper is now a Cowboy. They traded a first-round pick. Sorry to me, Jerry Jones panicked again, kind of like he did when he got Roy Williams. As a former Cowboy fan or a Cowboy fan in, 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 in like, neutral right now or dormant, how do you feel? How are your Cowboy fans feeling about this Cooper trade? Because I feel like, hmm, you could have kept Dez Bryant, and then you lost the first-round pick. And you used a pick on Gallup already this last year. Well, whoever you using mm-hmm. on – Vanderish, rather. But still, use a drafted receiver, and now you come back with a Cooper trade. Hmm. And you had to pay him a $12 million or so next year for a fifth-year option. You could have paid Dez Bryant this year. So – like the math they add up for the Cowboys, but I finally overreacted to them not getting open or something to this. Why the this receiver's not doing that job for the Cowboys, bro? Well, all right. Being a, a dormant Cowboy fan like I am right now, you know, I I still 
I, I can phrase it best by saying, you know, how you can be, how you can love somebody, but you're not in love with them. That's how I feel about the Cowboys right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, until further notice. But with that being said, they did, they did need help. They do need help at receiver. They need they, the whole receiver by committee approach was not working. And they needed a potential game breaker, a playmaker, you know, such as Barry Cooper. You talking about a guy first two seasons in the league, you know, was a was a Pro Bowler, you know, a thousand yard receiver, was making the plays. And so you give up the first round pick. Yeah, they did, you know, over overpay, overspend, but consider the fact that the Eagles were offering a second round pick, like you had to, you know, do a second round pick or better, you know, to be able to. Uh, getting that deal. So um hopefully like I said, this is gonna be a a declaration on deck, you know, you go now they can say, Hey look, we gave we got you the playmaker that you need. You got the uh one of the league's best running backs. You got Cole Beasley in the slot. You know, you have weapons now. So, you know, this next year and a half, you know, this is gonna go a long way to determine if the Cowboys gonna pay Dak Prescott, hundred million dollars. And you, get you know what I'm saying? And football too. So exactly, exactly. Got, and you talk about Dak Prescott. Exactly. You talk about Prescott. Um, you know his threshold as far as passing yards. You know he has a hard time getting over two hundred. Uh, you know, uh, let alone three hundred yards. He's only been over three hundred yards, but I think maybe three times in his career. Think about that. In a three-year, all his, all career career too. Yeah, yeah. In almost a three-year career now, he's only passed over 300 yards three times in his career. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, you got a playmaker now in Cooper. Dak, it's on you. You know, what, what you going to do with it, man? And if he doesn't succeed, whoever the next quarterback is has Mark Cooper, uh, Zeke, Cole. You know, he, they, they're going to have weapons for the next quarterback if that can get done. Yes, indeed. Well, bro, what's getting on night at Clicks? I know you. this is the last weekend of the, of the month for Halloween purpose. Are you going to do it this week for Halloween celebration, or are you going to push it in November, bro? What you going to do over at Clicks nah, this no, week? No, 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 no. We're doing it. We're doing it. We're doing it tonight, man. We're doing it this weekend, bro. It's going down the official Clicks Halloween party. Last year, it was stupid, man. Everybody came through with their costumes on, so I'm looking forward to seeing what's going down tonight. And your boy... For the first time ever in my adult life, I have a costume, man. I can't tell you. I can't tell you what it is. When you see the pictures, man, you go you go trip, dog. You gonna be you gonna be you gonna be dying when you see it, man. Yes, indeed. Well, you know, I have, after the game, sir, I have a date. I'm Saturday night's games. I'm gonna be it's, it's, I'll be at the Hogs game, but I'm have a date and Halloween night. I'll be on the road with the Hogs, so I won't miss Halloween altogether. But I know what the pictures gonna be live in the clicks. In the Clicks group on Facebook, on, on your page, we're going to see you. What my man going to be, our ID might be Shaft or somebody, or Black Panther or somebody. That <laughs> might be what you see for my man at Clicks tonight in Memphis. To say hey, that man, I, just give, I, I, give, I give a little hint. I give a little hint, man. Think, think purple. Think purple, man. I got you. I know who you are. I got you. <laughs> I know who you are already. Gene I took one of your songs and made a song out of it. There you go. There you go. <laughs> There you go, man. You know, it goes hand-in-hand with karaoke, man. No doubt. Folks, this is my man in Memphis, J.C. Smith. Brother, good to see you this weekend, bro. We'll see you again down the road real soon, my guy. No doubt, my guy. You know me. Hit the A-Town up real soon, man. 
No doubt, Cowboy Weekend. He's coming, people. He's coming. Clicks in Atlanta. He clicks in Atlanta. Holler my man. Clicks in Atlanta. Holler my man. Get him to get a karaoke. Several teams. A Cowboy Falcons pregame party. Talk to my man today. Clicks Atlanta. Give it my man up, people. <laughs> Let's do it. No doubt. My man, Jason Smith, Boss Man Show. We are out. Sally Beauty's new all-in-one hair color kits make it easy to color your hair at home. Get everything you need to color for beautifully radiant results. Loved by professionals, open to everyone. Sally Beauty. All right, folks, back on the Boss Man Show. One segment day of Bad Takes with Jay Monique. What is good, Jay? How are things going down in my home state of Florida right now? Oh, it's feeling nice outside right now. I mean, it's it's nice and refreshing to finally get away from the heat for once. Yes, heat and snakes are going away with the weather yep. changing and the time change coming up in two weeks, people. Time change coming up in two weeks. Remember that. It's time change an hour back, okay? Remember that, people. And my Floridians, go out and vote for Andrew Gillum, Democratic governor. Vote for him. He's black. Vote for Bill Nelson, not Rick Scott. Vote for Bill Nelson. And vote for Amendment 4 so you can get 1.5 million Floridians who have been convicted of felonies the right to vote again in Florida. Get that done in Florida today. You hear me? Vote. Absolutely. Vote, Floridians. Thank you so much. Now, Jay, I'm going to start off with voting because it was a bad take here in Georgia. Secretary of State Brian Kemp here in Georgia, who's over the elections now, Jay, is trying to suppress the vote and not let African Americans vote with absentee ballots. Trying to say that uh, using the exact match, I'll say that. that say, for instance, that if I put on my uh, voter registration rather than using JR, I put my real name on there. It's not an exact match, so I'm, I'm off the, 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 the push off the road. So he's trying to do that here in Georgia, Jay. Because so, so thanks to Abrams, the black lady won't win the governorship here in Georgia. We, he must be stopped. That is the grand old punks play to keep black people disenfranchised from voting this is for press to vote push them off the road so they can cheat and rig the system so they can keep their power and their money and keep us down where we at Jay yep and I hate them yep that's dirty it's very dirty so we as blacks people call us to go out and vote and vote in numbers to make sure we win and get the policy we want to get done now, Jay, this is another take on the conference room. You know, a couple of guys get a take by conference room when people are farting in the conference room, eating fish in the conference room. They want dumb crap in the conference room. But we have a, yep. new, lo- we have a new low, Jay. A woman takes me in the conference room, Jay, and was popping her spearmint gum in my ear repeatedly that I told her. Now, I use some harsh language down on using the air, but I told her to shut the hell up for that mess. Like, who pops gum in a conference room with 18 people talking about radio advertising? Why well, You're distracting us from what we're trying to get done and accomplish. You're popping experiment gum to try to cool up your bad breath from your pizza buffet you had for lunch. I must tell you something. A lot of you out there who think gum covers up your bad breath, it don't. It just makes it worse. The mix of experiment in your bad tongue and your bad breath or your halitosis not gonna make it any better people that gum making when you then you're popping it so I get a whip for your pizza your pasta your salad in my nose when you pop your dumb gum for freaking two hours 
she making these big old bubbles, Jay. Like she's like a, a freaking fourth grader. Big old bubbles. When you become an adult, like, yeah, it's great to chew gum, but why sit there and blow them up into bubbles? Why? And at a conference of that, that's quite inappropriate. <laughs> a terrible take by a woman in her late 30s. In her late 30s, yeah, she's grown. Yes. I don't do that at home, so I'm sure, certainly not going to do that in a conference. Yeah, you're at work, basically. You're at work, basically. Firing off scud missiles out of your mouth with these with these bubble spearmint, this, this orbit <laughs> gum she had in her mouth, the spearmint. And guess what? The heifer didn't offer me no another damn gum. If you gonna pop it in my oh, ear, offer me some. At least you gonna pop it in my <laughs> ear, repeat. I, <laughs> like, like, yeah, ma'am. do something to compensate. <laughs> like, ma'am, like. Just because you're, you're cute in the face, thick in the waist, does not excuse you from being an, a bad take, ma'am. You're trying to tell me, but I'm cute. I'm, I got, got curves. That I'm, don't mean nothing. It don't make you not be more or less annoying. This means you're annoying with, with dick hips and curves. That's all that means. doesn't mean anything. Yep. This does, this does not make your take good. Like, how does your looks compensate for your bad take? I don't understand that take even. <laughs> How does your looks compensate for your bad take? It doesn't, ma'am. It, it's not supposed to. So, yeah, that take. And, Jay, this is, this, this is another take here in Georgia that disappoints me that my state has this take. There are people, Jay, going, paying to go to a, quote, sleep and nap center. <laughs> and the sleep and nap center has quote kitty playlands inside while the parents go sleep and nap what the hell's going on here in Georgia with quote <laughs> sleep and nap centers with quote kitty playlands inside of them why are individuals paying to go sleep and nap at sleep and nap center with, ki- with kitty playlands I don't understand this take to save my life I understand it either. Why not just nap at their houses for free? <laughs> exactly. And have somebody watch the kiddos for a few hours while they get their much needed rest. <laughs> exactly. What? You think I'm going to pay money to nap? 
No. Exactly. <laughs> and furthermore, why is there a quote center for this? <laughs> Another money making gimmick. That's what that is. And whoever falls for and hands them over their money. I don't know how much they're charging for it, but, you know, I'm quite sure it's not cheap. And they're going to, you know, of course, throw all the bells and whistles of what benefits that they can get from going to this sleep and nap center. I would just tell them straight up, like, just sleep and nap at home. Exactly. And I thought, quote, hotels were the alleged in alleged sleep announcements for adults. Those are hotels and spas. That's what I thought. Pretty much. I didn't know that you need to quote have a building for this. And when I saw it, I was angry by it. I was, I was like, what in the hell? What what bank from this stupid idea? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and what fools are going and I say if the lot was filled up? People were going inside with oh their children. Oh my I am perplexed. This is even a take. <laughs> I'm confused right now. And it was full. They just made bankroll. On a quote, sleep and nap center. What? <laughs> and I'm not going to say the name of the place, but it's... it's I don't know how to say people. Sleeping Out Center, it's in South Atlanta near the airport which is even more of a problem the airport and we don't get along too well there, but I'm not going there today, but still <laughs> are you kidding me Sleeping Out Center, so Jay I know you got a little story for us what's, what's what you got for us today because I, I can't take any more of this Sleeping Out Center nonsense <laughs> with Kitty Playlands and a gun popping adults in conference rooms well, this one actually does not take the cake because a man tries to kill spiders in his house with a blowtorch and he ended up burning his house down. Sounds about right. Yeah, so what happened was he was house-sitting for his parents, so it wasn't actually really his house. He was house-sitting for his parents in Fresno, California when he noticed a number of dangerous spiders in the home. And he decided to use a blowtorch to solve this problem. So he attempted to kill black widows when the building caught on fire. He made it out safely. Fortunately, no one else was home at the time. And the house itself, yeah, it got burned down. All I know is if I was his parents and I came home and he was supposed to be house-sitting, I'd be mad. Like, we sit up there and have you house-sit and this is what you do. You burn the whole house down, literally. Yeah, like, you don't go to a, quote, blowtorch to kill spiders. That's a... No, you don't. That's overkill. How about raid? How about reach for the raid? You know, let's go for the walls and going spray that kills spiders, too. The, you know, something like that. But a blowtorch? Exactly. Yeah, a blowtorch. I, I was shocked, too. I'm like, wait, what? I, I understand wanting to take them out. I get that. They they can bite and cause skin lesions and cause infection. I get that. But 
you didn't have to go to a blow towards her. That's nah, like me. That was taking things way too far. That's like me going to get a gun to kill, to kill a wasp or a fly. Exactly. Let me get out my pistol to kill this, this mosquito. Like, for real. Exactly. Bugs, they would have done the trick and very well. And just because it doesn't specifically say spiders on there, any type of raid will do it. Look, I know Gain and Wasprey can kill lizards, okay? I know that firsthand. <laughs> <laughs> I know they can kill dogs and cats too, based on firsthand knowledge of this. So if Gain and Wasprey can kill cats and dogs and lizards, who can kill a, a freaking spider? Exactly. Mix in Gain and Wasprey, sir. Doing too much. That's the formula right there. You're doing too much, sir, and now you lost the house and you're probably in jail in an orange jumpsuit like Tommy Lee from Little Hip Hop Atlanta. Probably like her ass. She always in jail. Always in jail. She always in trouble. Tommy Lee, man. She done went to her daughter's middle school and slammed her head in the locker and was pulling her hair. Who on God's green earth does that? Someone gets their hair done at a certain salon in Cobb County that one day. Where a certain individual who's not employed and was on the show allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> Great shade by me. <laughs> and Alyssa, Alyssa Real Alley Stark who brags about alleged contracts only appeared in one show. All I'm saying, people. Okay, if you're a reality TV star, you're not you're not a star if you only appeared in one show. You're uh, you just made a court appearance. Kind of like a can world tour. We go out of the country for a world tour. <laughs> <laughs> making appearances at different hole in the wall clubs in the United States might make it to be a world tour. You have an appearance. You have appearances. So I need these people who are nothing, elf listeners, to learn what it is they're doing. Oh, wow. You know, I'm just saying. <laughs> appearances is Y'all not always said elf listeners. <laughs> elf listeners. <laughs> appearances are tours, okay? Uh, one appearance does not make you a star of a contract. It's probably a contract to say, these are your royalties, blah, blah, skip it when you appear, blah, blah, blah. You will sign where you're actually supposed to use your likeness in this video. Blah. That's all that was, Jabroni. I'm on this season. Yeah, you appear one time in a freaking chair, getting your ridiculous haircut done like your master. <laughs> Jabroni. The oh, great man takes a with AJ as wasn't it? <laughs> we covered a lot of ground today, didn't we, Jay? Yep. <laughs> we covered a lot of ground. <laughs> we know we're from voting surrounding show this losers. You can't you can't be there for a bad take segment, Jay. You can't be that. <laughs> Boy, all y'all need to get out of here. But folks, check out Jay's new venture, Pitchfall Media Rally. Except this is her show. She's doing things, interviews up there. She's doing a thing. Check out her new model photos. We posted one of them last week. Check, check her out. And for you, keep asking dronies. She is not single, okay? She is with somebody. She is with the entertainment version of Kirk Frank. He's a, a single, he's a, a youth pastor. I told her. Oh man, I think you're a youth pastor. <laughs> <laughs> he needs a, 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 he needs a little, little microphone around his head and offering play. He'll, he'll be one. Tell you, he'll be one. Trust me. If I show and believe it, folks, that is Jay with Boss. We out. Bad takes for this week. We over. Peace. 
Grab a hold of Baked Breakfast Flavor at Hardee's. Try two breakfast sliders for just $2.99. Get Applewood smoked bacon or freshly grilled sausage with fluffy eggs and golden melty cheese all on a toasty little bun. Good morning, start at Hardee's. Available now for a limited time at participating restaurants. Tax not included. All right, folks. Back on the Boss Man Show. Time with the Boss Report with my man, Tony. T-Bone Winslow there in New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Tri-State area. What's good up there? Bro, uh... How is the how was the words up there for your man Pat Shermer? He went for two on Monday Night Football on your birthday, my head, and <laughs> got beat by the pathetic Falcon defense in here in Atlanta. Yeah, it was a it was a terrible game all around. I saw for both teams. Uh, the fact that the Falcon let the Giants back in the game was travesty as it is, but uh, yeah, Shermer actually didn't take much heat for going for two because. In this day and age of sports, everything is now about analytics. So the nerds upstairs say it's a good move to make. So he's not really getting killed for that, but the Giants here on Toledo are getting killed for how they're handling Eli Manning. Is there, shout out to Corey Rush, Giants PR dude. I feel bad for the brother. He has to cover that crap every day. But <laughs> <laughs> good dude. All he has to cover up. And Corey, I went to the real TSU. Take the son out the real TSU, brother. <laughs> It's Tennessee State University, even though we, we mean them ain't cool no more. We the real TSU player, not Texas Southern. Believe that. But what I, the fuck? I, I, I did tell Corey that once, and he just rolled his eyes and shrugged, shook his head. <laughs> hey, he needs to get he needs to get over that. You are Texas Southern. <laughs> real TSU, Tennessee State. One of sunshine. Okay? We've produced NFL players. They has produced Houston dudes. Okay? <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, folks, you've been waiting on it. It's time for it. It's here. It's the boss report. First trade bone is this. Dirty game. Georgia NAACP charges that voting machines are being changed. They say Abrams votes to vote for Brian Kemp. But so the black folks' votes are being switched over to the white man's votes in Georgia. What in the hell is going on down here, my brother? Is, is that any shock to have uh, voting fraud? Now, usually the joke is Chicago is like the godfather of, of, of voting fraud, but there really isn't a shock that they try to get the, the, the all the red states and all, all red counties, you know, on their side. You better believe it. Also, get this bone. We have leaked audio. Brian Kemp was calling expressing concern about quote unprecedented voter turnout in the. Brown communities in favor of Stacey Abrams. Really? In the quote, brown communities? You, you couldn't go farther than that, sir? <laughs> uh, the, the brown communities, it kind of reminds me of uh, when they were said the colored community. Now it's just the brown community. Yeah, that's the new colored brown. That's, that's the new colored brown. <laughs> are you kidding me? So, so then are we to say pink? In, in, in opposition? Is there, uh, that, that, that's just terrible. Exactly, the brown communities. Are you kidding me? Boy, boy, boy. We got this. Um, okay, uh, Denver Broncos, your team and, and Young Jake's team got caught rocking <laughs> cocaine-themed costumes for the team Halloween party, which is a week early. Why is it so, so, so early? Well, well... And, and you know it's legal in Colorado, so uh, it's, it's a it's a very uh, open open uh, state in a way. Uh, 
Yeah, it, it doesn't stop me much because you consider what's going on with Denver, uh, with the Broncos in that locker room, and, and what happened with Chad Kelly. Uh, it's, it, things are falling apart right now in, in, in the locker room. Yeah, and speaking of Chad Kelly, he was cut, and but he was popped for trespassing and getting his ass beat with a vacuum cleaner and a strange home. I mean, is he back yeah. on that stuff or what? Yeah, that sounds like you were just going to say a man in Florida, but it wasn't. It was in Denver, Colorado, and it was an actual Bronco, and and everyone was saying how he had a job that caused a white privilege. Well, that was surprised many of us by letting him go. Uh, I thought maybe John would give him like a second, third, fourth chance, considering that John is so close to his uncle, Jim Kelly, and the fact that John was trying to groom him take over for Kenya in two years. Uh, looks like John kind of kind of finally came to the census uh, and made the only choice he could have made and that's to cut Kelly. And, that, and for me, uh, I mean, I, I was a big Chad Kelly fan at, at Ole Miss. Uh, I thought the kid was finally getting back together and apparently not. Apparently now he is on the wayside. Uh, and, it, and honestly, it's a justified uh, release. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, as much as the kid promised on, on, on the field, off the field, he's been a train wreck. And it's maybe about time for that boy to get his life together and maybe spend some time behind bars with it. Exactly. We got this bone. Florida men arrested after ciphering hurricane big dick victims for fake insurance money, claiming they signed up with their insurance company or help them out and replace all their belongings. <laughs> The scam is real. I mean, it's the same when people take advantage of others who are really in need or, or, or really in a crisis situation. It, it, it shows what kind of scum you are trying to try to scam others who are really in need at the moment. Exactly. And also, we got this bone. We got a basic Becky. Teacher gets slammed <laughs> for sending vague email about suspicious black men at Starbucks. She did what now? She sent an email saying there was a suspicious black man in Starbucks from the local police department. My goodness. <laughs> I have that email for suspicious behavior. Is that, is that what's coming down to now? The top of dying to email? Yeah, it is, man. It is. <laughs> like, we had people, we had, we had chicks on the phone doing cookouts, but now they're going a step further. Now, now they're going covert operation style and doing electronically. <laughs> yeah, that is just really email fire against like are you kidding me? <laughs> and then that's the ultimate paper trail, because now you now you know who this is. Exactly. They they outsmarting <laughs> themselves and looking worse than the process. Uh, uh, I'm okay with that. <laughs> yes indeed. We got this fan or stand. Michael Jordan Myra got a tattoo of number 23's whole jersey on his body. <laughs> now, look, I grew up in an age where I was a diehard Lakers fan. Uh, Magic Johnson, my favorite all-time player in any sport. Uh, and I'd be damned if I ever got a Magic Johnson uh, full jersey tattoo on, on my body. Uh, I'd be damned if I ever got a, a 32 number tattoo on my body anywhere. This dude went all out. He is really, he is not a, a, a fan. He is a bonafide fan. Exactly. And we got this Arkansas tap dancer 
from the generally offensive party. Pro-Trump radio ad tell African Americans to vote for Republicans because, quote, white Democrats will lynch black as if the GOP won't vote already. Wow. Uh, white Democrats will do, he said? Yes. This, this tap dancing fool from GOP. <laughs> the GOP, I mean, it is the good old party, man. The good old boys and the good old party. I, I tell you, that uh, it doesn't matter uh, which side of the aisle you're on. If you have any kind of common sense, how do you ever try to support the GOP in anything they, they say or do? Exactly. Exactly. How? how? Look, I want to know, know how. Yeah, how? Because... If you have any kind of common sense or common decency, how do you follow those guys? How do you rock with that party? I ask black conservatives at all times, black Republicans, why are you there? It's because this is going to be different. And but what gets about, about, about black Republicans, bonus is they they sip that Kool Aid and they spew the same talking points that they do. Yeah. And it, it's, it's amazing. And it blows my mind. Like, have you figured out what color skin you have? Yeah, I, I tell you, quick caveat, my stepdad is in Tampa, and he actually wants to go to one of those Trump rallies when Trump was running. Uh, I, I was like, I, I get a side eye. I, I was like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> he was like, come on. I, I, I mean, I love you. You're my, my stepdad. You're, you're my, my father figure. But what, what in the damn hell is wrong with you? And I got to say, my father-in-law... Who is basically an off-the-boat Egyptian, born and raised in Egypt, comes over here, and he is actually a Trump supporter as well. And I'm thinking, what is, what in the damn blue hell is wrong with these, these old folks? Yeah, I don't understand. That. I don't understand. That. <laughs> that's good. I tell my father-in-law, you are an Egyptian. You are an Arab Arab man. You are the country that he wants to keep out of the country. Exactly. He has a ban on you. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I suffer fools, I don't suffer fools very well, and so we always get in that debate, so, it, so that's how I see it, it best leave it all alone, because it gets heated. <laughs> exactly, like, look, black conservatives, black Republicans make me sick, okay, I'm not going to be lie. <laughs> I can't deal with them, I'm looking at you like, you're a fool. I don't know what they're paying you to be their front man for their gibberish, but if, I hope it pays well, whatever it is, you know, because you have, no, you have right. no backbone and spine left talking to me, please. Right. <laughs> Indeed. And get this, the surviving R. Kelly trailer goes in, Bone. It says, R. Kelly is this fun-loving guy, but Robert is the devil. So you be watching ah. the Survivor R. R. Kelly's trailer on Lifetime. You be watching that ball. No, I would not be watching. And it reminds me of that famous line from Cookie Johnson, wife of Magic Johnson, when she would say, The man I fell in love with was Irvin Johnson. Uh, but Magic is a monster and a different kind of guy. <laughs> so Robert Kelly's trying to do the same thing where he's pleading uh, a, a bipolarism, I guess. <laughs> Is. I don't know if this house was happening to me. Yes, we do. Yeah. P man. We know what happened to your P man. <laughs> These people, man. People who have money, they, they really know how to spend things and, and, but sound dumber than they should. 
Exactly. We got this, bro. All the smoke. Nick, Nicholas Scott Cannon says he's a better rapper than Will Smith, Lil Wayne, Drake, and Andre 3000. <laughs> Who was this cat? Nick Cannon. Nicholas Scott Cannon. <laughs> Nick, they can the guy that can wall out. Yes, that guy, Mariah's ex. The guy who wore my my my, my aunt uh, <laughs> head rag, do rag, come on his head, come on man. That cat, <laughs> he is the epitome of right now of being walling out. Come on man, he got bars, I guess. As Kevin Hart says. <laughs> yeah, Kevin Hart. <laughs> Yeah, speaking of that, there was some tap dance with Atlanta on Monday night. I won't mention any of their names. There was some tap yeah. dance on the field. <laughs> 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 I was not happy with saying tap dance was in my midst. I'm just saying, yeah, that six- close to me, Bone. The- your face said all in that picture. You didn't really look like you wanted to be there at that moment. I did, brother. <laughs> I did, brother. I did not. It was a favor for the owner. <laughs> yes, I, I hear you. Yeah, I do get you sometimes. Yes, indeed. Yeah, <laughs> we got this. Swipe left. Cop search punk who robbed Bronx woman he met online for a date. <laughs> He did what? Uh, a Bronx man robbed a woman. He met online for a date. <laughs> he, he robbed her? Had a yeah. yeah. That's Bronx. That, that, that right there is BX to the fullest. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so BX right there, man. That that sounds like a like like, 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 like a Friday night in the Bronx. Exactly. Get this. We got a Florida man arrested. After getting him and his girlfriend bit by all getting while he's knocking off her case behind a golf course shed. Of course there's an alligator involved during <laughs> the kind of sexual acts. Of course there was. Because it wouldn't be Florida where you don't involve sex and alligators at the same time. Of course. <laughs> exactly. Behind a golf course shed. Like, for real? Yeah. Bro, you're at a golf course in Florida. You know what other gators are around? Yeah. Things to get away with that? He- he was caddy shagging. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, Bone, what is your take? This is what you put, my good brother. I, I like anytime you have uh, alligators and sex next to the other. I think that's always entertaining. That always perks my ears up because uh, you always bring it with alligators. I mean, why why is there always sex involved with alligator stories for some reason? I have no idea. Like, I don't know why alligator would make me want to be aroused or want to get aroused <laughs> with them in, 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 in the picture. Florida, man. I tell you, Florida is the, like, their own colony. They, they, they need, like, everything to just be by themselves for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, we do need that because Florida, we are tripping indeed. This ain't Florida, my home state. <laughs> we are your foolish. home state. Yes, your home state. Foolish for real. A bone. It's always my good brother. Good job, man. We'll talk to you real soon next week, my brother. Yes, sir. Can't wait. All right, but Boston Bomb, Boston Boss Man Show. We out. And if you don't know, now you know, you know.